again you will leave this platform this what you're watching right now our service you leave this service impacted the lord will bless you and keep you the lord will uphold you with his hand of power and righteousness and will save and protect your life don't be afraid of the for of what is happening now um panic um, pandemic and uh, comes with all that pandemic panic you know and all that and all that's happening second lockdown and all that don't be afraid because the lord god is with you amen and he has promised that when we go through waters and go through fire we go through challenges he says he'll be there with us let's put our hands together and celebrate him today amen we thank god amen he saw us through and he's going to see us through and you'll see us through ever and ever amen hallelujah I, I i will at the end of the service i will just take a maybe a couple of minutes and just encourage you that's but today i want to take a new subject okay i want to talk about understanding leadership it's something that i've never taught in church service like a sunday i mean in a way i've done it in a way i think i've done it but for a long long time i want us to understand leadership please don't be afraid of the word leadership so before we move into the, uh, the, the scriptures today, I would like to let you know in 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 16 and 17, it says, all scripture is given by the inspiration of God. It's profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, and for instruction in righteousness, that a man of God, that you child of God, will be equipped, fully equipped unto every good work. So the word of God is, is instructive. The word of God is insightful. The word of God is so profound to give you understanding into the doctrines of God and also give you understanding into the things of God. It will come to correct you. It will come to reprove you. It will come to encourage you. It will come to instruct you unto righteousness. That you'll be fully equipped for the service of God. That is the purpose of the word of God. So that you become like him. Understanding leadership. The power of servanthood. Today we're looking at Mark chapter 10, verse number 35, and I read down. Mark chapter 10, the gospel according to St. Mark chapter 10, verse number 35, and run down to 45. Let's start off reading. I know you have your Bibles with you. Lift up your hands if you have your Bibles with you today. I know you came with your Bibles today. Amen. Look into your Bible. Help somebody to find a Bible. He says, then James... And John, the sons of Zebedee, came to him. James and John, this John is this John who wrote um, uh, the five books in the, in, the, in, the, in, the, in the New Testament. John, the, 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 the gospel according to St. John, and then, then the epistles. First John, second John, third John, and then the revelations, okay? So five of them, this is the same John. This is the same John who gave us the, the book of Revelation, so one on Isle of Patmos. And his brother called James, 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 who wrote James, book of James. They were fishermen, and their father Zebedee, they were together. And these this two, Jesus called them and, and told them to come and join with him. So they left everything and followed Jesus. Here, in their walk with him, 
they came to Jesus and they said, teacher, they said, we want you to do for us whatever we ask. Interesting. It means just give it to us before even we ask. That whatever we're going to ask you, tell us yes. Do you have children? That would say, daddy, mommy, you know what? I'm going to ask something. Just say yes. I think you've explained before. So they went to Jesus and said, before even we ask you whatever we want to ask you, before even we know what we're asking you, just say yes. What? I mean, this is a very interesting scenario here. And let us go in quickly. And they, says, um, um, they said, we want to do for us whatever we ask. So it doesn't matter whether uh, 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 we ask you to uh, just give us power to kill, just say yes. Or if, if, if we come to ask you, let's go and do this, just say yes, do it for us. This is very, it's, it's, it's a childish question in a way, very, full of a lot of stuff and also naivety. Let me move on quickly. He says, what do you want me to do for you? You know, Jesus is very humble and very giving and all that. So uh, what do you want me to do for you? Initially, he didn't rebuke them, but we see what will happen here. He says, he asked, Jesus asked. They replied, let one of us sit at your right and the other at your left in your glory. Wow. They came to Jesus and said, whatever we ask you, please tell us yes. He says, why? What do you want? He says, look. Let us sit one on your right, one on your left when you go into your glory. So here, this question here is full of sickness. In fact, <laughs> it's, 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 it's a very interesting question here. And there are a lot of stuff around this question. I'll be looking at it later. But let me go on and read the passage for you to understand. And... <laughs> He says, you don't know what you are asking, Jesus said. Can you drink the cup I drink or be baptized with the baptism I'm baptized with? We can, they answered. Jesus said to them, you will drink the cup I drink and be baptized with the baptism I'm baptized with. But to sit at my right or left is not for me to grant. These places belong to those for whom they have been prepared. When the ten heard about this, they became indignant with James and John. Jesus called them together and said, Now before I move any further, let me just stay here. This question here is full of sickness. I will tell you, there are three things. Number one, it's, it suffers from insensitivity. It suffers from insensitivity. The timing was wrong. Because if we read the scriptures be before that, because you have to put this in context, before the scriptures, Jesus was saying something to them. Jesus says in verse number 33 of the same Mark, chapter 10, he says, we are going up to Jerusalem, he said, and the Son of Man will be delivered over to the chief priests and the teachers of the law. They will, be, they will condemn him to death and will hand him over the Gentiles who will mock him and spit on him, flog him and kill him. Three days later, he will rise. Here, Jesus Christ was talking about his death, how he's going to suffer, how he's going to be killed, how he's going to be flogged. And look at what, the, after that, look at the question they asked. Very insensitive. It's like, you know, sometimes when you go to somebody and tell them your problem, then they will also tell you their problem. It means they can't help you. Hmm. And also here, it's very interesting here. 
These people, what were they asking for? And we'll get there. They were asking for position. They were asking for privilege. They were asking for prominence. They were asking for uh, uh, something in leadership. He says, upgrade us. Put us in the place of position here. Jesus Christ now was talking to them about his death. He was talking about the suffering he was going to suffer. He was talking to them about how he's going to be flogged and killed. But these people were, these two, who John was the, 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 the disciple whom Jesus loved. <laughs> Eventually, you know. They went to Jesus and asked him a very insensitive question. He was telling them how he's going to die and all that so they would get themselves prepared. They were telling them their problems. It has happened to you before. You go to tell somebody your problem, and you, you will not finish. They will tell, start telling them you, your, your, uh, their problems. It means they are not other, they are not listening to you, or they are not willing to help. Are you, are you like that? Maybe sometimes that is how we are, that we are not sensitive to what the kingdom of God, the things about the, the, uh, God's kingdom, the heartbeat of God. We are, we are not thinking about how souls are dying and he, he, he died for the, 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 the souls of the world and he wants people to save. Maybe we are not sensitive about how he wants his kingdom to be expanded, but we go to him all the time with our prayer list. That is what maybe sometimes we are. I'm talking about leadership here. I'm talking about, about people that God has called to become disciples in his kingdom to lead Leadership is not a position. It's not a position. It's a position, but here, leadership is discipleship in a way. And I'll get there. I know I've also learned that leadership is influence. We'll get there. But today, I want to start up this foundation, which probably I've never done before in a Sunday service like this. For a long, long time, we stand, we stand for leadership. But let, let's go into the word here and see what Jesus actually said about leadership. He says here, he says, um, that's the first, the first one. It suffers their question here suffers from insensitivity. And we have to be very careful that people, you see, and I don't want to go ahead of myself, people think that um, 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 you, can be, you can ask for position and just you, you are handed with position. People think that you can pray and then you'll be just pushed on into the position. You can't push anybody. You see, if anybody pushes you to a place of responsibility or leadership, they are not helping you. It's not to be pushed to. Now here, now the second question that this suffers, that it suffers from selfishness. Here, because I'll jump a few verses, let's go to verse number 41. It says, when the ten heard about this, they became indignant with James and John. They said, who are you? Are you the only ones? Peter was there, Andrew was there, Philip was there, Bartholomew was there, even Thomas was there. They were all there. They were not asking for, for them to be put as a, you have gone there and you are asking for position. That's what people do. Hang around places of people of influence, people of status, and a political influence, pushed into positions. That's what's happening in the world. And in, in, in God's church, it's not like that. And we'll get there. Here, they were, very, they were very selfish. Who are you? Are you the only ones that Jesus loved? That you've gone there? So they were angry. And that's what happens around as well. People are selfish in, 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 their, in, in terms of relationships and leadership and, and do the, want to be pushed everywhere. Why go out to the world there? Here, there's nothing wrong for you to ask. I would say there's nothing wrong for you to ask. There's nothing for you to be determined and to pursue and to, and, and to go in there. There's nothing wrong about that. But selfishness should, be part, should not be part of you. And it also suffers for, from ignorance. 
So first of all, insensitivity. Secondly, from, um, from um, um, selfishness. And then thirdly, ignorance. Let's look at these three things. Very important here. Before you go into leadership, understand leadership, or place of prominence, or place or positions of authority, or positions of or responsibility, or to be leading and to be in, in God's or to be served. In verse number 38, he says, you don't, you don't, uh, you don't know what you are asking, Jesus says. Jesus said, can you drink the cup I drink or be baptized with the baptism I am baptized with? That means, can you take up that responsibility of being on my left and my right? Can you, can you take that responsibility? Can you drink of the cup and be baptized with the baptism that I'm baptized with? It's not just for asking. Are you able, are you able to take up that responsibility? Are you able to, to be accountable and be responsible for what you are asking for? And in verse number 39, they said this, we can they answered. Jesus said to them, you will drink the cup I drink and baptize with the baptism I am baptized with. But to sit at my right or left is not me to grant you. These places belong to those whom they have been prepared. Here, he says, yes. You say you can take responsibility. Yes. You can take, you'll be baptized with the baptism. You can drink of the thing. Yes. You think you are able to do it. You think you are able to do it. But it is not by just giving it to you. It's not just being, just being asking. Because there are others who are also saying they can, they can. There are others who are able. But it's not just for asking. It's not just for pushing. It's not just for just, just, just come and just so that I do you a favor. <laughs> but it is for those whom the places have been prepared and those people have been prepared for that position. So leadership here is not just for requesting for, it is that you must be prepared for it. To take leadership in a church, to take leadership in anywhere, to take leadership outside there, to become a CEO of a company, or to become a, a general manager, or to be promoted everywhere, is not just for requesting. It's not just to, when you go to Africa, if you belong to a, a political elite, a crowd of people, then you can go to them and those who are in position, they'll push you there. You, have, you know that when, when you um, get a position that you are not prepared for, after a, after a while, you'll be exposed. Realize they will give you certain things you will not be able to do. Do not allow to be pushed anywhere. You see, nobody, no, I will not employ anybody on my staff, as a CEO, or whatever position, for a position that they are not prepared for, or they are not responsible for, or they are not able to do. That is why when you are going for any job, you give your CV. They look at your CV. Sometimes they don't go to ask that much. Your CV to tell us your experience. Tell them, you know, what you, are, you have been prepared for. Not just requesting, oh, I want to be the senior manager of that. And that's what church we do. It's not by only confessing. That's confessing and all that. He says, he says what? In any position, in any leadership, anywhere, whether in church or outside, to take any, 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 any position outside there, to be responsible for anything outside there, it's not just for requesting, it's not just for asking, but you must be prepared for. You don't understand. Ignorance. So that question was full of ignorance. Realize that it's happening today all over. And Jesus now 
start, started now to show them how to get it. He says here, in verse number 42, first of all, you must be prepared for leadership. It's not just for praying and then they push you there. Praying that anything that I ask, I will get. No. You can't pray if you have not learned how to drive and learn how to drive. I know you can say that God works miracles. Some people live their lives daily according to miracles. They don't want to be processed. God has not worked like that. Even Jesus was processed. In the fullness of time, God would have sent Jesus Christ just all of a sudden when, when, when Adam fell, boom, coming. You know, when Pharaoh was doing this, boom, he would just show up. But the Bible says he was processed. At the right time, Jesus. And when he came, it took three years. In fact, 33 years, 30 years of preparation at home. He was a carpenter helping his father. He went to the temple and there he, he learned in ministry before he died. People don't want to be processed. People don't want to grow into positions. People just go to request or have acquaintances so they are pushed up there. No. Leadership, first of all, you must be prepared for it. And then he went on to say this. Jesus called them together, come. I know your, your question here, <laughs> James John was full of insensitivity, was full of ignorance, was full of selfishness, but you all come. Let me teach you something. Jesus called them together and said, you know that those who are regarded as rulers of the Gentiles, lord it over them, and their high officials exercise authority over them. Now he was talking about the Roman type of uh, governorship, <laughs> which we, the system that are all around here. That for a reason, um, if you are a leader, if you're like a boss, the people around you are servants and, and slaves. You treat them anyhow. He says, in that well there, that is what happens. That if somebody is like a leader, a manager, a boss, or whatever, he lots over them. The Roman system. <laughs> but here, he goes on to say this. But not so with you. Not so with you. Not so with the church. Instead, whoever wants to become great among you must be your servant. Say hallelujah. No, you can't say that much. And whoever wants to be first must be slave of all. For even the Son of Man did not come to be saved, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. So servant here is talking about. Now for you to be a leader, you must be prepared to serve. For you to be a leader, it's not just by requesting, it's not just by how many years you've been in the church, how many years you've been in the Lord, how many is out there. No, it's not by age. It is, must be by service. You must be prepared for. You don't put people in positions of authority because they've been in there for long. No. They must be prepared for. They must be able to take up responsibility. And it first starts from servanthood. It starts from serving. It starts from working. It starts from being willing to serve. Greatness in God's eyes is measured by their service to others. 
It is not by class. It's not by any clout. It's not by how you look. It's not by how well you speak. It's not by how eloquent you are. It's not by how many words you are. It's not by whether your height or that. It is by service. I know you can't clap today. Service to others. I know you say you don't want leadership, but listen, in anywhere you go, you must influence others. In fact, Jesus Christ called us, is preparing us to become disciples out there to influence others. That is what you need. You need to be going up. Your progress in life comes by service or serving. Your your, your being success in life, being elevated, being, being promoted. We just say, oh, promotion does not come from, from anywhere, but it comes from God. It's from, from God. Yes, God prepares us for pro- pro- promotion. It doesn't come for just requesting. Do you, imagine you are working for somebody who is a Christian and praying for somebody, the right person to fit in the position. And you are praying that God gives you a miracle, just put you there without being prepared. And they give you that responsibility, you go there and you spot the work for them. The person is a Christian praying for the right person. Do you think God will answer your prayer? So it's by service. I know prayer works. Please, don't get me wrong here. So greatness is not measured by how many people that serve you. Greatness is dependent on many, how many people you are serving. Yes, as a church, as a pastor, and other people who come and help, they are not subservient. They are doing their, they are helping me to serve. In fact, the word service is a very interesting word. If you look at it very primarily, the word serving is serving food. That's how it's used. People serving food and drinks. That's how it starts from. Service. But serving a purpose, implying just being, 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 uh, satisfying the conditions of service, doing something, working out something, making something happen, helping something, giving something. So even in giving to people, you are doing service to God. Jesus Christ was now going to die. He was preparing them for the, them. And then that question came up. I guess that question was occasioned by God. <laughs> Something on his heart. He was going to go and he needed his people to be ready to serve the kingdom. I'm asking today, what are you doing in this life in accordance with the will of God? The word service is very interesting here. I want to give you the word servanthood. What is servanthood? Servanthood is the attitude and action that seeks the well-being of others in accordance with the will of God. Servanthood is the attitude an action that seeks the well-being of others in accordance with the will of God. Whatever you are doing, let me use this church as, as an example. Whatever you are doing, whatever you are serving, you are serving somebody. Even if you are a purpose that you are, even you think directly you are not actually um, um, giving to somebody, but you are actually doing for the benefit of others. Whatever we do is for the well-being of another. Whatever you are doing, if you are cleaning this house, you are doing for the well-being of another. If you are answering people, you are doing for the well-being of another. 
or others. When you are, you are on the media here, you are doing for, for somebody. You are serving. Evangelism, going out there, telling people about Lord Jesus Christ is servanthood. Greatness is not measured by how many people who you can command or you can detect or you can just move around and order. Servanthood, <laughs> my God, greatness is measured by how many people you serve. That does not mean that you should be, yes. So if you want people to know that you're there, please serve people. So if you belong to a church like this, you don't do anything at all, you're not doing yourself any service. People want to be pushed to do certain things. Are you prepared enough? If you want to give the opportunity to be preaching here, you must be prepared well. If you want to be given the opportunity to lead worship, you are prepared for it. Not just asking, oh, uh, you know, I've been in this choir for a long time. I've not been given the opportunity to sing. Can you actually be able to drink the, 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 the uh, to, to be baptized with the baptism and drink what is supposed to be drink? Are you, are, are, you, are you prepared? Have you prepared yourself? How many times do you spend in even learning how to sing? It's not by how long you've been around. You can't clap for this. Yes, you have the heart to serve. Yes, do it. Continue to do it. Don't push yourself to it. Be prepared for it. And so here, whatever you are doing each day, there's always an opportunity for you to do something for the Lord, to do something out there, to do something at work, to do something in the world. As a child of God, I'm speaking to you as a kingdom-minded person. That whatever you are doing, do something. Hallelujah. What example of Jesus? In John 13, verse number 2 to 9. John 13, verse number 2 to 9. The evening meal, and I read from the NIV version of the Bible. The evening meal was in progress. And the devil had already prompted Judas, the son of Simon Iscariot, to betray Jesus. Jesus knew that the Father had put all things under his power. That he had come from God and was returning to God. So he got up from the meal, took off his outer clothing, and wrapped a towel around his waist. After that, he poured water into a basin and began to wash his disciples' feet, drying them with a towel that was wrapped around him. He came to Simon Peter, who said to him, Lord, are you going to wash my feet? Jesus replied, you do not realize now what I'm doing, but later you will understand no, said Peter, you shall never wash my feet. Jesus answered, unless I wash you and have no part, you have no part with me. Then, then Lord Simon Peter replied, not just my feet, but my hands and my head as well. <laughs> when he had finished washing their feet, he put on his clothes and returned to his place. He said, do you understand what I've done for you? Do you understand what I've done for you? Do you understand what I've done for you? He asked them, you called me teacher and Lord, and rightly so, for that is what I am. Now, now, now that I, I, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you also should wash one another's feet. I have set you an example that you should do as I have done for you. Verily, truly, I tell you, no servant is greater than his master, nor is a messenger greater than the one who sent him. Now that you know these things, you will be blessed if you do them. Now you know these things, you'll be blessed 
if you do them. Jesus Christ here was showing them how to serve. He said, you call me teacher, you call me Lord, but I serve you. You know what? As I'm doing right now, I'm serving you. Giving you the word, I'm serving you. I'm not carrying chairs. I'm not hovering. I've served you. Every Sunday, Sunday after Sunday, I serve you. And I have to serve you diligently. You know how much I spent, how much I spent in preparing to serve you? I was prepared for this. I've done it over the years. I'm not saying I've arrived, but at least I'm somewhere. Every day, I get myself prepared for it. Hallelujah. I want to be effective, much more effective than much more effective, much more impactful. I want the word of God to come to you in a way that will change your life forever, that you see the importance of the word of God than anything else. All those in the Bible, Jesus Christ has set an example here. He said he took his, washed your feet. And sometimes that's what he do. Sometimes there are certain things I want to do. He said, oh, pastor, no, I won't do it for you. No, it's good that you have the heart that you don't want to do it. Don't expect me to be carrying everything in the church, you know. Don't expect that, though. Don't expect me to be coming in Hoover and say, pastor, you said, as a leader, you have to be served. You know what? He says, those who want to be leaders must serve even the more. There's anything that you're doing, doing the more. In the Bible, there are so many examples after Jesus. Joseph was prepared to become the prime minister of Egypt. He was prepared. He went through all kinds. It was preparation time. He served. Moses did the same thing. Moses, he did the same thing. David served Saul. David served Saul. How, the, Saul was wicked, but David, God made David to let under Saul to become the king. It, it, was, it didn't come by request. It didn't come just by just, just pushing people there. Daniel, Daniel was promoted to become one of the, one of the leaders. In, 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 in the, that time, by preparation, Ruth, Peter, all of them, leadership, understand leadership, it starts from servanthood. And when you serve, you become influential. Leadership is servanthood. Leadership is serving, doing something, in that you do something, start from somewhere, get your hands dirty. Not in very comments, in the things of God. Go out there and reach out to the world there. In the church, do something. Share the word of God. Give. Do something. May God bless you and keep you. He says, now that you know these things, if you do them, you will be blessed always. May God bless you and keep you. May his kindness shine upon you and give you breakthrough. Listen, you know what? We believers, we pray and ask more when we haven't done anything else. And that is rightly so. We ask, we ask, we ask, we ask. Sometimes even when we have to repent, we'll be asking. Even something we have to change. We ask. Listen, there are certain things, a, a mere change of your mindset to be diligent in what you are doing for the Lord will just give you that breakthrough without asking that long. I'm telling you. So, people who are prayer warriors, please add to that lifestyle, that attitude, service to God. Hallelujah. All of us, do something. Do something for God. Go out there and don't say to the church, I don't have anything to do. Go out there. Don't wait for anybody to tell you anything. Do something. Don't wait for anybody, nobody to tell you what to do. Do something. And you see that your life will be changed. May God bless you. May God bless you. May God bless you and keep you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I speak into your life today. 
that your life will never be the same. I say to you that as you serve God faithfully, not just in the church, but anywhere, you serve your husband, serve your wife, serve your children, serve society, your neighbors, God will, God will bless your life. I'm telling you, if you can't serve others, you can't serve God. Listen, God has called us to, in this kingdom to serve. So whatever you are doing as a child of God is a service to God. Hallelujah. A cup of water, even to somebody, a stranger, God says you'll be blessed. Amen. So do not let anybody, anything stop you from serving. Somebody say, oh, I, 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 I'm tired. I've served, served. You, you, you are not going to be tired. You are not tired. Don't get tired. What else would you do? Tell me what would you do? Some people think that when they are praying, it means they are getting closer to God than even doing service to God. I'm not saying the matter, matter and marriage is when it's different, you know. It's different. It's a different scenario, please. It was a timing was wrong. It was wrong timing for, for, for matter to be doing that. But it's time for everything. God bless you. I love you very much. That's why sometimes I talk after this. Are you blessed today? Were you blessed today? Just a short word for you. We'll continue. So this is how leadership starts from. Understand leadership. God bless. Amen. Lift up your hands right now. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus.